Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you again for lending me those wonderful ears. Today, I want to talk about improving follow-through. You know, when you ask somebody for a commitment, like a client to get something to you or get something get back to you, how do you make them follow through? And that's what this podcast is all about. Before I jump into it, we've partnered with Pipedrive. Now, Pipedrive is the first CRM platform made for salespeople by salespeople. Now, there are four things that Pipedrive does extremely well to help you grow your business. One, manage leads and deals by getting your leads fed straight into your sales pipeline around the clock from your custom chatbot and web forms. Also, track calls, email, contact history in order to have full customer visibility and control your schedule. You can also automate your and grow. Eliminate all that busy work by automating those repetitive administrative tasks that actually learns from artificial intelligence. I think that's pretty cool. Also, insights and reports. Do a deep dive into the metrics customized for your business and measure company performance against set goals. Again, when it comes to privacy and security, you'll have full transparency on when and how your business data is being used. And lastly, you'll be able to access Pipedrive from your mobile device and integrate with your favorite sales boosting apps, giving you 24-hour access to what's going on in your pipeline. So do me a favor, go to pipedrive.live forward slash Victor Antonio. That's pipedrive.live forward slash Victor Antonio. Sign up and get an extended trial for 30 days free plus 25% off your first three months by using the promo code Victor Antonio. So again, go to pipedrive.live forward slash Victor Antonio. Use the promo code Victor Antonio. Now, how do we get people to follow through? This is important, but let me set this up the right way. Did you ever promise to do something? Did you ever promise to do something, but, you know, you just, you know, it's one of those things you promised it today, but as the day approaches, you're like, oh, why did I agree to this? For example, friend of yours says, hey, can you help me move in a month from now when my lease is up? You say, sure, not a problem, no big deal, right? Now, as the date approaches, your friend calls you to remind you that you got to help him. Now, as the date really gets there, like it's a day or two before, maybe you're thinking, I'm not saying you're a bad friend, but maybe you're thinking, oh, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to blow my weekend helping him move? And all of a sudden, you start thinking of ways to try to get out of it. But then that little voice inside your head starts nagging at you like, no, you promised you, you got to do it. So you got to follow through. Psychologists call this cognitive dissonance. I love that phrase. Cognitive dissonance. That's when your word, your don't match up with your deeds and action. In other words, you said something, and when you don't follow through on what you said, your brain experiences this discomfort, this, this tension, this uneasiness because you're not aligned with your words and action. So you wind up doing it just so you don't feel that cognitive dissonance. Now, where am I going with this? One more example. Chicago restaurant owner Gordon Sinclair had a problem and he realized that 30% of the people who were making reservations were no-shows. 30% of people who were making reservations at the restaurant were no-shows and was costing the company, listen to this, $900,000 a year. So they decided to change something because they would always ask people when they made the reservations, the concierge, the person at the front desk would say something like this, 
Please call us if you change your plans. Please call us if you change your plans. Basic statement, please call if you change your plans. What they then did was switch that statement into a question. And this is how they rephrase it. They went from, please call us if you change your plans to, will you please call us if you change your plans? And then they waited for an answer. The person said, sure, of course I will. And by simply switching the question, or rather the statement to a question, will you, from please call to will you call if you change your plans, all of a sudden cancellations went down from 30% all the way down to 10%. 30% down to 10%. And you can only imagine that it probably saved them two thirds right there. So maybe it's only costing them 300,000, still a lot of money, but nonetheless, they went from 30% down to 10% just because they said, will you? Now, the reason this works is that, will you is asking them a question, will you call me if you change your plans? And the person says, yes. Much like you agreed to help your friend and then you feel bad when you don't. If you change your plans, and somebody said, will you call me if you change your plans? You said, yes. When you do change your plans, there's gonna be that internal again, conflict that says, you know, I said I called them. If I change my plans, I better do it. My words have to align with my actions if I want to avoid any cognitive dissonance. Now, let's tie this. Now that you get the mindset, now that you get the psychology, how does this apply to sales? Well, think about how many times you have to set up an appointment. And sometimes you set up an appointment and... If they cancel, they didn't call you, they didn't email you, they didn't inform you, you show up and they're not there. Now in this environment, they're probably, maybe they agreed to do a Zoom call, right? A video conference call and they didn't show up. So what you can do to ensure that they're more likely to show up than not, what you're gonna do is say something, instead of say, hey, if, you're, if you don't show up, if you change your mind, give me a call. That's how you would say it today. But what you're gonna do is use the power of will you. Will you call me if for any reason anything changes? Will you call me if you can't make the Zoom call? Will you call me simply if you change your plans? And again, what you're trying to do is leverage the power of cognitive dissonance. If they said, yes, I'll call you if something changes, what you're doing is making them commit. That's the key word. Will you forces people to make a commitment. And when people don't follow through on the commitment, they feel that cognitive distance. For example, let's say you wanna meet with a customer and you just say, send me over your plans or send me over the information. You can say something. If I send you the information, will you look at it and we can talk next week? That's a question. And what you're hoping to get is them to say, yes. Now try the simple phraseology. Don't make a statement. Don't tell somebody, hey, call me if you change your mind. Call me if you change your plans. Don't say that. Said, will you call me if anything changes? By getting them to say yes, you're getting them to make a commitment and they're more likely to show up than not. And that is it for this short sales influence podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Let me know what you think. I greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my online sales training platform, the Sales Velocity Academy. Over 50 courses, 500 videos, 14 books. And if you're serious about increasing your sales velocity, go to salesvelocityacademy.com. 
Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard, but you know how. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>